This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 9th of May. In your Squiz today, a shouty second leaders debate, a new chapter begins in Hong Kong, Sydney Star Casino under pressure, and breaking records on Mount Everest. This is your Squiz today. PM Scott Morrison went head-to-head with Labor leader Anthony Albanese in the second leader's debate of the campaign last night on Channel 9. It was billed as the Great Debate, but it could have been rebranded as the Great Shout-Off, Claire, with the leaders, the moderator and the panel talking over each other at various points. Yep, that is a fair summary of what happened last night. It was uh, a bit of a free-for-all at various times. Uh, On the debate itself, the audience declared at a draw. There were more than 170,000 viewers who registered a response with Channel 9, but there were issues with that as well. Uh, The website seemed to be particularly busy and plenty of people took to Twitter saying that they were having difficulties recording a response. But on the substance of the debate, the newspaper journos from those Channel 9 newspapers gave the night to Anthony Albanese. They say that he better connected his policies to ordinary people lives, particularly when it comes to things like managing cost of living pressures. But Morrison did get his points in too, they say, that he made some hits on Anthony Albanese, saying that Labor was doing a disservice to voters by not being more clear about what their policies are and that they've announced more reviews than policies in this election campaign. If that debate didn't hit the spot, never fear, because there's another debate coming on Channel 7 this week. And Claire, it all comes as early early voting gets underway today. Yep, you can head along to one of 500 early voting centres that are opening across Australia and record your vote from today. They're open for the next two weeks. It's expected that as many as 40% of voters will cast their ballot before polling day on the 21st of May. Uh, As for who they're voting for, still a little bit too early to say it's going to be an exciting election. Uh, But the two polls out this morning, the Australian's news poll and the Financial Review's Ipsos poll both give a firm lead to Labor. That's right. News poll has Labor leading 54-46 on a two-party preferred basis. And the Ipsos poll in the Financial Review has Labor leading 57-43. That's got Labor up two points compared with the same poll a fortnight ago. Stay tuned for more opinion polls between now and May the 21st. And speaking of elections, yesterday Hong Kong elected a new leader through a closed voting process where he was the only candidate. His name is John Lee and he's a staunch Beijing supporter, Claire. Yeah, far from democratic, that process, it's something that China has very closely controlled this time around. Of course, we know that China has cracked down a lot on the freedoms that Hong Kongers once enjoyed. And one of those things is this process around picking their chief executive, uh, who is the leader of the territory. As you say, John Lee has become the new leader. Uh, He was the only candidate in that race and he oversaw the violent crackdowns on those pro-democracy activists in 2019. And he'll replace current leader Carrie Lam on the 1st of July. And while we're on it, we previewed the Philippines election on Friday where Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is expected to win and return the corrupt Marcos family to power. We'll bring you more on that story when the results are in. 
Staying overseas, and there was some relief yesterday in Ukraine with news that all elderly people, women and children have managed to escape the Azovstal steelworks in the city of Mariupol. The plant is surrounded by Russian troops, but civilians were able to get out via an international relief operation, Claire. Yeah, the United Nations and the Red Cross took part in that to help get those civilians to safety. What Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky says is that more than three 300 civilians have now been able to escape that precinct. Uh, Those who are still there are Ukraine's military personnel. There's still a small cell of them. Uh, There's discussions about what to do to get them to safety. But when you look at what's happening in that eastern region of Ukraine, it does look like Russia is stepping up their efforts. Uh, There is a big watch on that today because it's Victory Day in Russia and some analysts think that they'll be looking for some sort of victory in the east is certainly an area that they're going very hard in. And US First Lady Jill Biden made a surprise visit to Ukraine yesterday, celebrating Mother's Day with its First Lady, Olena Zelenska, in an attempt to show America's ongoing support for the war-torn country. The gaming regulator in New South Wales has been conducting a big public inquiry into Sydney's Star Casino, which has aired allegations of money laundering and even a corporate cover-up. And in the wake of those claims, three executives resigned late on Friday afternoon, Claire. Yeah, that's come from evidence that former CEO Matt Beakier had given to that inquiry in the last period of time. Uh, They are three executives that he says had let him down in the running of those casino operations and compliance with the law. Those who have gone to the Chief Financial Officer Harry Theodore, also the Sydney casino boss Greg Hawkins and the company's Chief Legal and Risk Officer Paula Martin. That inquiry has heard a string of really gobsmacking allegations including one that one member of the VIP team stole $13 million before disappearing in 2020. Yeah, it's a really big story with more to come. Star Chairman John O'Neill and other executives are expected to appear before the inquiry this week. When it comes to feats of physical and mental endurance, it doesn't get much harder than climbing Mount Everest. And over the weekend, Nepal's Kami Rita Sherpa scaled the world's largest peak for the 26th time, breaking his own record, Claire. It's a long way to go, 26 times. It's a dangerous (laughs) route to go 26 times. It's not on my bucket list, I've got to say, Claire. Is it on yours? Look, it really isn't. Um, Getting around the corner to the supermarket. It is a bit of a stretch for me at the moment. So heading up Mount Everest just seems a a mountain too far for me. Uh, But an incredible effort. He is 52 years old. He first scaled the mountain in 1994. He's made the trip nearly every year since then. What he was doing on the weekend was taking a group of 10 Sherpa climbers. They were fixing the rope along the route so that the tourist climbers and the professional climbers who were coming in the season have something to hang on to as they go for the summit. Yeah, and May is the peak season for climbing because it brings the best weather. This year, Nepal's issued 316 climbing permits, down slightly on last year's 408 permits, which was a record high. 
Squeeze the day, Claire. What's going on today that we should know about? Getting quite a bit of media here in Sydney, but it'll probably pick up across the country, is the murder trial for Chris Dawson starts today. He, of course, is the former school teacher and rugby league player who was married to Lynn Dawson. She vanished in January 1982. That whole saga was part of the Teacher's Pet podcast, which was very popular. Uh, that trial starts today. Yes, so many Aussies were following that podcast, so it'll be a big one. For me, Australian Fashion Week gets underway in Sydney. I always like to log on for a bit of a squiz. Uh, and before we go, just a reminder that we've got a new Squiz the Election episode out this morning, looking at the race in New South Wales and the key seats to watch. It's a great way to keep across all the important details of the election as polling day draws close. Have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.